online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound, the Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show, which comes to you the, the week after the FA Cup third round success against Preston. And the excitement of drawing... Who was it again? <laughs> Oh, there's some fantastic draws, aren't there? Man United, Liverpool, but but to get a Premier League team like Tottenham is 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 very exciting. It's very very exciting indeed. Uh, it is going to be on TV. We've had it confirmed uh, obviously over the last couple of hours that it will be on uh, the Monday at seven forty-five. Uh, so in the slot that normally would have been after the draw, but obviously yes. they've already made the fifth round draw. So actually that that doesn't apply. Good point. Yes, they yes. together, didn't they? Yeah, and you never know. You know, if we get past Spurs and Everton or Sheffield Wednesday uh, away. We're on the way to Wembley. We are, indeed, <laughs> yes. Uh, although Gareth will be speaking to us tonight, um, saying, you know, that actually, yes, uh, the, it's very, very exciting, the, the Cup, but the league is still the really important thing. Yes, it doesn't feel like we had a league game for a bit. No, it? no, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> and, and again, we're now not going to have a league game for a bit uh, after this weekend, uh, because, of course, the Sheffield Wednesday game has been postponed because they've had a COVID outbreak. Uh, and then we're not then playing the following weekend, because that's when like, the FA Cup um, is, uh, but obviously now we're not playing till the Monday night, so so they they will have a little bit of a break after this game. And as we briefly touched on last week, we're at the halfway point of the championship season. We are indeed, yes, and we played all twenty three teams, which doesn't normally happen because there's normally that slight oddity in the fixture list where actually you might play one team twice mm. uh, before playing another team. If you see what I mean, uh, but no, this season they've done it perfectly, so that we've already played all twenty three teams. We've got to play them all again. And QPR, of course, we only played recently. And uh, that's true. Q- QPR are the, the you know, they, they would be the slight anomaly in that, yes, we have only recently played them. Uh, one all draw. And this Mermetti, of course, scoring late on in the game to rescue a point for us. That, it's a winnable game, isn't it? And you really do feel that, actually, if we're serious about this surviving thing, this is just the sort of game that we need to pick up three points and, and prove, you know, partly to the rest of the division that we are serious about staying in the Championship. So coming up, we'll be catching up with Wickham Wanderers commentator Phil Catchpole to get his thoughts on the first 23. It's a bit like the first 100 days, isn't it? Indeed. We will also hear from Joe Jacobson and Alex Samuel after the Preston game. But first, uh, we kick off this evening with, with a big hello. We do indeed. Uh, a very big hello to David Alderman, uh, who sent us a very nice uh, email saying that he's uh, loving the show uh, and saying that it's really lifted the mood in these dark times, which is a very nice thing to say. Uh, and he says that he should add that the content is really good too. Uh, so that's very nice of you, David. Thank you very much for, for getting in touch uh, and saying how much you like the show. Yes, if you'd like to, to send us nice messages, only nice ones, uh, then you can, <laughs> you can email us at twws at uh, wickhamsounds.org.uk. You can tweet us at wickhamsound. Yeah, only nice messages though. We will we, we, we'll oh, read them know, out as well. We, we, we could have a, a different section. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Really. Well, well, we'll read out bad stuff as well. Yeah, if indeed. You want. Sort of like, you know, I don't know, evil points of view or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, ba- bad could, points of view. <laughs> going to be a new feature. <laughs> yes, rip the show to bits, doesn't matter. Uh, we'll <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, so, Preston. Uh, indeed, yes. Uh, um, um, what a game. Because we thought it'd be really close. We were speaking last week, weren't we? we? Did. Two all draw in the league, of course. Yeah, and, and the fact that you knew that actually, if there wasn't a result, it was going to go to extra time mm. and penalties, and you couldn't help feeling, well, yeah, maybe it's going to go that way. But no, uh, you know, we were we ahead very early on, uh, and the goals just kept coming. It was wonderful, but it very much. I thought that backed up everything that we've been saying, that Gareth's been saying, that, you know, that a win like that was definitely coming. You could see, you know, we, we'd played so well in games previously and had just not quite had sort of like the luck. Maybe the ball hadn't fallen quite the right way. And finally, on Saturday, 
everything pretty much went right uh, and we were easily uh, deserved 4-1 winners and to get four goals in a game must be such a tonic as well yeah yeah definitely uh, you, you know you slightly wonder whether the only slight shame was that actually it wasn't in the league because obviously mm. you know a, a 4-1 win well yeah that, that does slight wonders for your, your goal difference uh, but even so you know fantastic that it was in the cup uh, and great then that actually that Spurs came out you know that again the, the, that is again one of those sort of clinching things that obviously you know had say we narrowly lost uh, and then Preston had now got Spurs at home we'd be you know we'd be slightly bitter about that so yeah it was it was all good, really, and great to see the likes of um, Admiral. I keep wanting to call him the Admiral, but <laughs> I <laughs> think that's fine. I great think to see Admiral <laughs> and uh, on deck, and and obviously Uchi as well, and a lot of those names which, as we spoke about last week, you haven't seen too much of up till now, and, and now they're starting to to come come good, if you like. And you already feel that actually that might be quite a dangerous pairing, Admiral and Uchi. They mm. looked really really good, uh, played really well together. Already seem to have an understanding. Uh, we have talked a lot, and I mentioned this to Gareth. Uh, later on with regards to trying to find an alternative mm. to playing without Bayo uh, and I think maybe Admiral Anucci might be the answer and great to see Alex Samuel on the score yeah show, that was fantastic as well so you know he, he had two great chances uh, one with fantastic save from the Preston keeper uh, and you thought oh that's a real shame I would have loved that to have gone in for him and then a couple of minutes later he pops up you know very similar chance and, and slots it home absolutely brilliant really really pleased for Alex uh, you know he's, he's a brilliant bloke uh, a great player does a lot for, for Wickham one of those sort of slightly unsung heroes in that actually you know he's often I think sent on very much in a particular role uh, to try and just hold things up and calm things down uh, you know again he did that really really well on Saturday but brilliant that he got a goal as well we'll hear from Wickham's fourth goal scorer in a few moments time after Joe Jacobson but first Gareth Ainsworth spoke to the media after the game usually we have to fight and scrap and win all sorts of games to get into the third round because of the championship status you get in the third round automatically it was nice um, so let's get in the fourth round and that's uh, you know, we've just been told it's only the third time we've done that and that's, uh, that's brilliant for the club and uh, really proud proud of the performance today some boys who haven't been playing came in showed me what they can do um, team selection headaches for the next game you know, and that's what I want as a manager it's, uh, it's a great club to be involved with the owners have backed me from day one of this season and uh, you know, I'd like to give Rob Cooiger a cup run you know, he's, a, he's a big fan of the FA Cup over in New Orleans and uh, hopefully he'll be, uh, he'll be smiling on that result New strike partnership and both got off to a blistering start in the first 10 minutes, both involved in the first two goals. Yeah, I mean, Admiral uh, Musquez is uh, is an unknown. You know, we can't go out and get your Jordan Rose or your Charlie Austins or the, all these Premier League strikers that people are fancying at the moment to bring into the Championship to make the difference. We, we just can't do that, you know, and uh, and we have to go out there and find these uh, these unpolished gems and, uh, and Admiral is certainly one of those you know I thought he had a, a really assured, assured performance today um, his energy levels were brilliant he could, could have scored I think he's disappointed he hasn't scored um, but like you say he's, uh, he's assisted one he's been a constant threat all game and uh, playing off Uchi there I thought he was he was superb um, hopefully there'll be more business to come Josh Knight again his loan extended was uh, was great business by by Andrew Howard and, and, and the backing of the Coogs again can't thank him enough um, with Without those, I wouldn't be able to 
get performances like this on the pitch so um, it's a real team effort today and really proud of the boys You talked about before how performances have been very good was a result like this justice for the performances this season? Uh, uh, you, you know you, you've got to stick the, the ball in the goal you know performances have always been good uh, barring two or three games after that first seven where we were you know we were taught a, a lot of lessons so I'd say the Barnsley game the Middlesbrough game yeah we, we've been out of the game all the others we've been in them but we haven't stuck the ball in the goal today we, we took our chances and when they were there we stuck that ball in the net and, and that's going to be crucial now from now to the end of the season if we have any chance of surviving in this league um, but players like Addy and, and Uchi and, and then Akinfen where Alex Samuel gets a goal these are important moments for us and uh, hopefully we'll breed confidence for the games coming up. Gareth, is it depressed and what led it to you three years ago? Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, people have probably drawn that comparison but um, I think it just shows how far we have come in those in those three or four years, you know. They're a superb outfit, they've got a great manager and, and three or four years ago they tore us to pieces, you know. Daryl Horgan, who's now with me, was a part of, of the team that ripped us to shreds and, uh, and I think that we can show how far we've come. I don't want any comparisons put on any anything we've gotten back or anything. It, it's just not that, you know. It, it is. Let's see how far we can have come, and I'm so proud because Alex Neil puts good teams together. He's a good manager. He's managed at the top level. Uh, got a lot of respect for him. So to beat one of his teams, uh, it's, it's a proud moment for me. After today's win, do you think that's going to carry on into the league? Winning breeds winning, you know. You if you keep getting beat, if we'd have been beat five 0 today, then that would have been a dodgy, uh, dodgy result, and, and heaven knows what the confidence would have been like next week. So, whatever game it is, as a player, check a trade, Papa John's, League Cup, FA Cup, League, whatever game it was. All I went out to do there was win, no matter what the competition was. And uh, I'll never belittle a competition. Winning is important in football. Um, and I had a team of winners today, which I'm really proud of. And finally, I was just talking to Alan Parry. We were talking about um, Uchi's performance. He was brilliant today. Uchi's unplayable at times, you know, he really is. And uh, the more we can simple his game, the better he's going to become. Um, I think people are going to start opening their eyes to uh, to what a talent this boy is. And uh, I think it's the first time that people have really worked on what he's good at what he can do and what he can bring to a team it's really exciting isn't it when you hear sort of Gareth talk about sort of his players in that way yeah yeah definitely and and they were they were really really good and you just think well yeah that, that's a, definitely a relationship that I think is going to flourish I love the fact that you could hear the disco music yes. booming in the background which you can always tell actually that we've had a good result when, when you know disco you, music you can almost not hear Gareth well <laughs> it is because that's the thing actually they play quite a lot of retro stuff at Adams Park <laughs> Which, you know, I'm, I'm always impressed with. Uh, and I think JJ is, is, is about to allude to that now. Oh, good uh, thing. Indeed, because uh, we, we also managed to hear from him after the game. Uh, he spoke to Alicia Povey. So, a really convincing win today. How are you guys feeling about that? Um, you can probably hear the music going off in the change room now. Um, really good win. Um, we haven't had a game like that for a long time where we took control from the first minute. Um, things just fell for us. I think we haven't had much luck at all this season. And, you know, everything we tried at the first half especially kind of went in and, and we created things and we were confident and you could tell the players just grew and grew and grew. And, yeah, that's the most satisfying performance we've had all season. Really, and it was um, yeah nice to, for it to come in the, the FA Cup. Yeah, and obviously you had a great performance today, and you had the win against Cardiff. Obviously, going forward into the league now, are those the kind of performances you're going to be looking for? Yeah, very different performances. I think the the Cardiff one was was really um, about resilience and, and staying strong and tough 
um, throughout the game and, and um, they came with a lot of power and we had to deal with that and today um, I thought we, we more than showed that we're good with the ball as well and we played and we created chances and another day today we could have scored six or seven so that's the best attacking performance we've had this season it shows that we're, we're a decent team and we can play both ways when we want to um, and yeah that's now what two, two wins out of three games in all comps and the gaffer wanted to um, have a cut run and, and he said about breeding winning uh, winning breeds confidence um, not the other way around <laughs> but um, yeah we, we've done that now and, and we're, we're going to QPR next week full of confidence and you've obviously got some new signings we've got Musque how did he fit into the team? Seamlessly, it was like he's been here for a while. I thought he, first of all, coming to Wickham, the gaffer asked you to, to work hard, and, and then he's got that kind of X factor that is he's come from Premier League club, he's very cultured, his touch is very good, but you know, he's willing to, to run for the team as well. And there's plenty of times where he's tracking back, he was pressing different players at the same time, and it was really good to see. And he settled in today. Uh, the only thing that he missed out on was, was his goal, but he contributed a lot going forward. And he was unlucky not to score today, but I'm sure those goals will, will come very shortly for him. Yep. And a penalty today and a penalty against Villa a few years ago. I think you're sort of making this a, a thing in the FA Cup, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it's nice like, like if we get penalties I'm, I'm there to, to kind of step up and take them I know um, Big Ooch wanted one today but um, I wanted to score as well it's a special competition for me to play in and yeah I think the, the Villa game five years ago four years ago whatever it was was my first penalty I think for the club so um, yeah it was nice to, to contribute today um, but Ooch winning the penalty was awesome and, and he's going to cause a lot of problems this season for opposition and he said to me after the game you know if he keeps going down he, he'll get me a few more goals this season which is nice I think we'll get a lot more goals from Joe Jacobs in this season. Uh, yes, I do. And interesting that Uchi's quite keen to take the penalty as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, Joe Jacobson saying no. And I did particularly like Joe saying uh, that uh, breeding wins confidence. <laughs> it does, <laughs> doesn't indeed, it? Indeed, yes. Shout that on a t-shirt. Nice, nice, nice slight Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, uh, the other person then uh, to speak after the game uh, was Alex Samuel. Here he is speaking to Tom Baldwin. How important were those early goals? Today? Massive. It sets the whole game. It sets the whole tempo of the game. And it just, yeah, you just step on then, and that's what we did today really well, and you know, killed the game off. You know, I think we learned from Middlesbrough from getting an early goal. Yes. Keep pressing on, and that's exactly what we did, and thoroughly deserved a, the four-one win today. Of course, and personally, first goal of the season. And Portland was that for you personally, and also to round off what was a fantastic performance. Yeah, it, it, meant, it meant the world to me today. You know, it was more, a lot of relief as well, just to get off the mark, and uh, just excited to see now, uh, you know, where to go from here. So we just. Great ball for Darrell as well. Yeah, he's a brilliant player, especially in that little, uh, you know, in that he picks the ball up and he's so creative and, you know, that his ball really created the goal for me, so hats off to him as well. And what did uh, Gareth tell you before you came on? Just close the game out, you know, with 3-1 and it's always a tricky situation when you're at 3-1 because if they get a goal back, you know, it's, it's you know, you walk on eggshells a bit, but just to close the game out, so glad to be able to come on and just finish the game off really and that's what I did so I was happy with that and uh, Admiral Musquay made his debut today would you what you make of his performance brilliant yeah Re- you could tell the quality is just oozing from him you know he, he created the, the first goal for Fred so it's a brilliant addition to the team and you know I'm excited to see him play more because uh, he, he really added he had a great game today it's quite a 
competitive position now that attacking you've got casket and why yourself what does that does that drive you motivate you yeah you know that's that's the good thing about having you know c- competition you know you want to work harder but also it's so good here because we all want each other to succeed and do well so that culture as well isn't like stepping on each other it's more right if they're playing you want to encourage them you're happy for them to do well and that's what it is at this club which is very rare you know very rare uh, you don't really get that at the club so yeah you just you just keep pushing through you really do get the impression that there's such a great bond between all the players yeah and i think it's really important actually what alex just said because you do now think well goodness me you know we've got a lot of people who can score goals all of a sudden um obviously uchi and admiral uh bayo scott kashket Alex, uh, the fact that quite often you'll have uh, Wheeler up there as well, mm. uh, you'll have Fred buzzing around the place, uh, you know, and so there must be a huge amount of competition at the moment. And to hear Alex, you know, to, to just so genuinely say, well, actually, you know, they all want each other to do well. There clearly isn't a, a sort of, you know, ooh, a, a, any dissension in the ranks, if, if you like. Uh, you know, it's great to hear that actually they are all completely together. Uh, and yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter who plays, they just want to win. All for one and one for all. Indeed, that, exactly that. So we had the game on Saturday and equally uh, loads of anticipation for the, the draw on Monday night. And how lovely it was as well that actually that anticipation for once was, yeah. you know, was, was completely rewarded. Uh, because, yeah, it, uh, if you're anything like me who, who loves the FA Cup, you, you're pretty much, as soon as, as you've got through, you, the excitement of having that ball coming out of, of the bag is, is, you know, is very, very exciting. And really, you're thinking about it the whole day. You're thinking, I wonder who we get, I wonder who we get. And, yeah, if you then get sort of like a home tie against, for instance, Preston North End, it is a bit like, oh, <laughs> you know. And I, th- I think it's especially when, if it's a team that you're, like, recently playing, mm. it, you know, it will be like, oh, OK, you know, that's... Because it would just feel like a league match, won't it? And that's the thing, yes, you know. So, say we'd met Birmingham or something, you'd, you'd just be like, oh, OK, that's not very exciting because we were playing them that weekend anyway. Um, so the fact that it was Tottenham Hotspur, well, yeah, that's my, that's my sort of FA Cup draw. Yes. It all suddenly went quiet. Um, <laughs> pause, and, pause for effect. And what I really, really liked uh, <laughs> was, was the fact that, that then the, the club released the footage. Um, so they did one of their Chairboys Live specials. Uh, so you had Pete Kuhig there, you had uh, Joe Jacobson, you had Jack Grimmer, and you had Uchi as well, all getting together uh, with Dan Simpson. Uh, you don't actually hear from Dan, and you don't really hear from Uchi either, uh, who, who looks slightly bemused at the reaction, uh, particularly of Pete Kuhig, when Spurs came out of the, the hat. That's something you need some sort of warning for, really, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it would be a fantastic alarm for people. You know, if you have trouble waking up, then having Pete Kuhig saying Tottenham to you. Uh, yeah, uh, or a you text know. alert. You'd want yeah, as a text th- alert. Th- wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I, th- I think the club should release those officially. <laughs> What's coming up next? So coming up next, we will be speaking uh, to uh, Wicked Wanderers commentator Phil Catchpole. Love music, love talk, love Wickham sound. Welcome back to the second half of the Wicked Wanderers show. Still to come this evening, we'll hear from uh, former QPR player uh, Gareth Ainsworth ahead of the game against QPR at the weekend. But first. Well, we are 23 games through the season, so we are at exactly the halfway point. So it seemed like a very good idea uh, to speak to someone who has seen all of uh, the games so far this season. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about uh, Wiccan Wanderer's wonderful commentator uh, and also the host of the brilliant Ringing the Blues podcast, Phil Catchpole, and he joins us on the line now. Hello, Phil. 
Good evening, chaps. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Really, really good to hear you. Uh, you too, yeah. It's uh, good that we're all uh, still somehow doing stuff on the on air and stuff. You know, it's not easy, but it's, uh, it's good, isn't it, that we're still out there doing it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh, I, I know that you've had a few restrictions over the past few weeks, so we haven't actually necessarily been hearing you on the, the Chairboys player uh, in quite the way that we used to, uh, but you are now popping up uh, remotely watching the game at home. Uh, well, no, unfortunately not. I have to go to the studio because my internet. Ah, okay. So I go up to the studio and I get locked in a little cupboard, and uh, yeah, and I watch the games uh, on, a, on a screen in there, and yeah, it's it's odd, it's odd, but you know, you got to take these as opportunities. I've never commentated off screen before in my life, so I've taken that as an opportunity for something to do, uh, to learn, and I've even been did, did a Watford game. I uh, did a couple of MK Dons games as well, so, you know, you kind of got to take these as opportunities and go, right, you know, do something a little bit different, you know, because of the circumstances, but always have got one eye on what's going on at Wickham as well, and if I can't see them live, then I'm watching the replays afterwards, so, yeah, it's, uh, I've missed out, I think, three games now, I think, and it feels weird, but I was there for the other 20. Yeah, and, and and that's the important thing. Um, and it also seems like a very good time to be speaking to you as well, given the FA Cup draw. Um, I know that, that one of the other clubs that is quite close to your heart is Tottenham Hotspur, and I know that you were there for the 4-3 as well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it, it was no surprise to see it come out, uh, the, the draw, to be honest. It felt like it was going to be a big game, um, you know, because, because of the situation, I suppose. I think, you know, with no fans being there... Even if it had been home or away, it's just, and there's no replays, it just felt like we were going to get a big tie. And yeah, it's not the Roxburgh. I mean, as I talk to you now, I'm sat three and a half miles away from the Spurs Stadium. I see it every morning, and it's like a spaceship, the new ground. It's a massive club, and, you know, it's wonderful to bring them back to Wickham, and it is utterly heartbreaking that the fans won't be there. Um, it's going to be a TV game on a Monday night. Um, but, you know, that's scant consolation, really, because FA Cup. It's all about bringing big teams back to tight grounds and, and the fans playing their part and creating a real part of an atmosphere. And, and that's not going to be there. And that's, you know, it's not going to be there for any teams either. But, um, yeah, it's just it's difficult. But, you know, we've got to take the, uh, the rough and the smooth of this one and think, wow, great tie. But also, great opportunity to get through to the next round. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think, given what happened before uh, with the 4-3, when... You know, I, I don't really think you know. Possibly, where, when we were three two up, maybe a few people did think, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna surprise here." But I, I very much was sort of more feeling, "Well, yeah, okay, we're probably gonna get a replay," and we so deserved a replay. Uh, and the fact that that was snatched away from us, it does feel like actually we we've got finally what we deserved from three years ago. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Football it sort of it sorts itself out over years and seasons. Sometimes it takes many years. We've had to wait, what, four years? Um, but yeah, it was breaking at White Hart Lane um, when that goal went in. I think it was like 90 plus 7 or 90 plus yeah. 9. I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, it was it was utterly heartbreaking because Wicker absolutely deserved a replay and all the attention that that would have brought. Um, but what a brilliant game. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of Spurs fans, when they saw the draw come out, I think they would have probably been thinking of that game as well, thinking, well... This isn't a buy into the next round. I mean, Wickham were League Two back then in 2017. They're bottom of the Championship now, Championship side. But I think Jose Mourinho called it right the other day when he said, "Look, you know, they're in the Championship by 
by merit. They're not getting beaten off the park every week. They're bottom of the table. They're improving. This is going to be a tough game, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, and I, I think now looking at, at the, the season so far, that is exactly the, the thing that, that I thought, having seen all of the games, is that other than probably that game up at Blackpool where we lost uh, 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 Blackburn. Sorry, I'm doing it again. I always get those two bottled up. Uh, and, and yes, nearly did go to the wrong ground that time. Um, uh, other than the Blackburn game, we, you know, we haven't really been completely played off the park by anyone. Yeah, and that's what's made it, I think, frustrating for some fans because I think we all knew it was going to be tough coming into this season and we knew that there would be days um, where we would get beaten convincingly. Um, you know, looking at Luton as a forerunner, and they got beat 7-0 by Brentford. They got beat 5-0 at home by Reading. Um, you know, they stayed up and doing well this season. So it was one of those where he looked at that and he thought, oh, we're going to have days like that. We've had one day like that, Blackburn, as you said, and the rest of them, they really rolled their sleeves up and got stuck in and, and competed. Yes, there's a huge cost in terms of budget and financing. Some of the players that come and play against Wickham Wanderers, but they're really competing and it's really fine margins and I think that's what's been really frustrating because, you know, had we taken chances or cut out mistakes, then, you know, Wickham wouldn't be bottom. You know, easy thing to say, but, you know, they, we wouldn't be on bottom of the table now. We'd be sort of maybe five, six points better off um, and, you know, probably thinking about getting into mid-table safety. But whatever happens this season, it's a phenomenal ride the club's been on. And it's great to watch the learning curve of the players and Gareth and Dobbo. And, you know, it's a long way to go yet. We're bottom now, but that's where we are in May. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of the things, actually, is how we've played against those teams whose resources just dwarf our own. So you think of the, the game at Norwich where we were so unlucky and, and lost to that very late free kick. Um, the game against Watford at Adams Park where we drew and were just absolutely phenomenal. The game away at Bournemouth where, again, we were so unlucky. You know, the, these were games where we were completely in those, those matches. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this, this may go against us in the second half of the season because... Um, some of these black teams might not have been expected to have such a tough game um, and I think with Wickham you've got to earn the right to play your football and you know, on paper Norwich City should absolutely destroy Wickham Wanderers with the talent and the players they've got as should Bournemouth I mean I did some maths before kick-off at Bournemouth their starting lineup, reported fees was a combined £99.7 million that was on the pitch 11 v 11 versus Wickham Wanderers and, you know, by rights, they should be beating us out of sight. But they're not. And, you know, I think because Wickham get in their faces and, like I say, you've got to earn the right to play. You've got to work as hard initially and, and get, get get on the front foot. And some teams haven't been able to do that. Whether they'll be taken um, by a surprise again in the second half, we don't know. But, you know, we've been watching Wickham evolve. And they're playing in a very different way than they were for the majority of the first half of that season as well because of players coming back from injury. So I think it's exciting. We're, not, we, you know, we're, we're adrift a little bit at the bottom, but it can be turned around in a, in a, in a matter of weeks, I think. And I think another good thing is that actually the teams down the bottom always do seem to pick up a lot more points in the second half of the season. Once once that sort of relegation battle is slightly crystallised, the teams at the bottom can be quite hard to play, whereas the teams maybe in mid-table are already slightly thinking about, about their summer holidays. Yeah, exactly. The old on the bench yeah, and yeah. against teams fighting for their lives. You know, I mean, I don't think Wickham have ever been on the beach. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, I don't think Gareth would allow them that. Yeah, it's it's never dull um, with Wickham. They're always fighting for something. 
Um, so, yeah, I think whatever happens, whatever day of the season, wherever they are on the table, it's going to be a right old battle. So, but yeah, you could be right. You know, if someone's well safe and then they're not sort of anywhere near the playoffs and they're not going to get relegated, especially at the moment with the restrictions and COVID and players in and out of squads and whatever and, and teams with short budgets, etc. It could be some very different teams coming in the second half of the season from what we saw first time round. Yeah, and I mean, with regards to the current situation, I can't help but but think just actually maybe we would be in a slightly different situation and a different position in the table had the fans been there because we know what it's like at home when Wickham are, are, are shooting towards that terrace in the second half. Gareth himself says that you know that it's probably worth a goal every couple of games, and we I think we have really missed that at home. Definitely, especially in the second half, you know, towards the terrace. You know, I think Gareth says they, they can sometimes suck the ball in. Um, yeah, and it's just heartbreaking that the fans haven't been able to get there. And, you know, we've had two games, haven't we? A thousand against Stoke, two thousand against Coventry. Um, and it's just been heartbreaking that, other than that, we've not really had a Adams Park you know, at its best, sort of rocking and, and seeing the improvements around the ground. And, you know, and, you know, a midweek home game, you can actually see what's going on now because of the floodlights. So. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, <laughs> when people do come back, they're going to be thinking, "Wow, this is a, this is a completely different thing altogether." But yeah, it's. But every team will say it. They'll be saying that they're missing their home fans, you know, in, in their own places too. But I think for Wickham in the Championship, tight small ground like Adams Park, um, yeah, they can definitely say that the fans would have made a difference at this point. I think one of the the really good things that we obviously saw last weekend was just Uchi and Admiral and how they play together. Uh, Gareth's been trying to solve this problem, really, of of what do we do when when we haven't got Bale? We can't be playing him all the time. And actually, Uchi and Admiral looked really, really good against Preston. Yeah, I think Uchi, um, with the injury and, and himself getting COVID as well, meant he was out for pretty much the majority of that first half of the season. And he admitted himself that the plan when he was signed was that he would take a bit of time to get up to speed because his lack of football and he'd been injured at the end of last season before the suspension up in Scotland. He hadn't really played much in 2020 before. Um, so it was always going to take him time to get up to speed. And then, But I don't think they realised it would take quite so long and we wouldn't be seeing him until Christmas, really. And it meant that Bayo had to really take the, take the weight on his shoulders and... He'd just come back from a knee operation himself. He's 38 years old, playing in the second tier for the first time. I think, you know, it's been it's been too much of an ask for him at times, um, which is a massive shame because, you know, a, f- a few fans have been sort of getting on his back a little bit, which is, which is a harsh because the guy's a legend. You know, he's the top goal scorer in the football league era for Wickham Wanderers, and no matter what happens this season, whatever happens with him as a player in this club, he will rightly go down in history as one of our best ever players. Um, and people need to remember that if, if it's hard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what we're now seeing is that Uchi, I think, will be starting more games and Bayo's more the impact sub. And also what he brings to the team and the squad off the pitch as well. We all know about that and his leadership and his character and how he kind of gets uh, media attention everything else. He's worth his weight in gold out of Bayo Akinfemore. And, you know, I think in Uchi, he's what a wonderful teacher, what a wonderful mentor to have... As a, as a and you know it's hopefully they can uh, spend a bit of time together both on and off the pitch this yeah. season yeah, definitely, and I, I echo everything that you've said uh, with regards to, to Bayo. Uh, a fantastic bit of business that we've got Josh Knight now for the rest of the season as well. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, the, this this relationship with Leicester is looking promising. Uh, you just mentioned Admiral. I mean, he, he looks to be an exciting player and, you know, a bit like Josh Knight, but further up the pitch, wants to take his opportunity and, and make a name for himself, which is great. Um, and Josh Knight, yeah, brilliant. I mean, there was rumours in the local press up in Leicester that Wickham were trying to sign him permanently, which is great news. Um, I mean, that, the club obviously won't confirm or deny that, but... You know, no smoke without fire, etc. Um, but he's out of contract in the summer, so it kind of makes sense that he's come back on loan because I think what he is proving at Wickham is that he's a championship player. And his agent's probably in his ear saying, look, you know, sign another loan deal at Wickham, keep playing regular football, and let's see what happens in, in the summer because I'd imagine his agent and, and Josh will be saying, look, you could be a championship footballer. And listen, that may well be at Wickham Wanderers. Um, you never know. So, you know, but what is great is that he's got another 23 league games now to com- completely enhance his reputation than, than what he's done already and, uh, and make sure that in, in the summer he's probably going to have a lot of people getting in contact with him. Yeah, And yeah. hopefully Gareth Ainsworth will be near the front of the queue for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Let, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. You mentioned about championship footballers. I mean, obviously the entire squad can now say that they are championship footballers, but I think the wonderful thing is actually just seeing how some of the, the Wickham players, uh, some of whom were with us in League 2, really have just, just flourished in, in the league and look so at home on the pitch. Yeah, like, you know, Curtis Thompson is phenomenal, isn't yeah. he? He just gets better and better and and when he came back to fitness, we kind of went on you know, a bit of a run, didn't we? We got those results that came in a little cluster and the performances stepped up as soon as he got back involved. And he looks really at home in the championship. And again, that's a brilliant personal story for him and, and Gareth and Dobbo because he was discarded by a team that's now not even in the Football League. Um, so he's really kind of taken that as his motivation. And he was, you know, he was a fantastic player in League Two. He was a fantastic player in League One. He's a fantastic player in the championship and, you know, he deserves it because he works really hard. And, you know, when he's not around, we really miss him. And, you know, Joe Jacobson as well. Yeah, yeah. League two, league one, championship. 14 years between his one championship appearance and then getting back in there this season. Everyone said he would struggle last season because of his lack of pace and being exposed and, and wide men with loads of pace. And, you know, everyone feared to him in the championship as well. There's no other left back in the squad in terms of a, a left-footed natural replacement or backup for him. He's playing nearly every game and I think he's been phenomenal as well. And, you know, I think they have to learn to adapt the formation to protect him a bit, but he's worth protecting because, you know, just look at the set pieces that he does at the other end as well. And he's a, a really calm head and a, a general and a player that, Again, like Bayo, is worth his weight in gold. Yeah, completely. I mean, and, and just his corners are becoming legendary. I mean, it, it's incredible how how often he nearly scores from corners and does score from them. Yeah, I mean, he's probably a little unlucky that he hasn't got a couple already this season. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's not just about the ones that go straight in. I mean, in the assists he get and the panic it causes and everything else. You know, Jason McCarthy can can whip in a decent yeah, ball yeah, as can. well. Um, you know, and I'm sure they practice them together. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure he's going to get a direct corner one before the end of the season. Yeah, and I, I think really just just to wrap up, you know, it, it is looking very very positive, and certainly people who haven't watched all the games and whatever they might think, well, goodness me, you know, your you're bottom, you've only got 15 points, but actually, having watched the games, yeah, you know, we really are competing, and there is definitely a chance that Wickham will be staying in the championship after the the next 23 games. Yeah, there's a huge amount of points to play for, and and Gareth said this in pre-season, if we can finish 24th at the bottom of the championship, 
it'll be their highest position in the club's 133 or 134, as it will be then, year history. Um, and OK, that's not what we want. But it's worth noting that I think the club's survival, whatever division they're in next season and the season after, has probably been secured or made a lot easier by being in the Championship this year. And we look at Rotherham and we look at other teams who kind of go up and down between the levels for a few seasons before finding their feet. If we can do go down, they'll have a really good squad in League One next season. That's where the pressure is because they'll have to come straight back up and people are expecting them to win most weeks. That's the pressure situation. At the moment, we've got 23 games to enjoy their football, get as many points as they can and see what happens. I mean, there's a lot to happen between now and the end of the season. There's clubs who are maybe going into administration. Derby are in, is having issues again. Um, you know, so there's, there's going to be other twists and turns here that not necessarily played out on the pitch. And Wickham haven't overstretched, and they're in a really good position to have a go at this. And, and like I said earlier, it's never dull supporting Wickham or following Wickham. So whatever happens, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Phil, many many thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. That is Phil Catchbowl uh, from Ringing the Blues and Wickham Wanderers commentator. This is Wickham Sound. It's Tottenham again in the FA Cup fourth round. Talk us through the reaction in the Ainsworth household when uh, Peter Crouch pulled those balls out of the hat. Okay, so this is the story. I was out walking the dog, believe it or not. So I get home. I'm still in the kit. This isn't a prop. This is uh, this is COVID um, hitting football. You know, you have to go to work in your kit. Now there's no dressing rooms and things open. So um, I took the dog out for a walk uh, and had the had a, had the radio on. Um, and the headphones, and believe it or not, I didn't know we were at home. I knew we'd got Spurs, but I didn't know which way around the tie was. And then um, my dad called me and went, "Brilliant, brilliant tie!" And I said, "Yeah, it'd be great." And he went, "And it's great to have them at home as well." And I thought, "Well, we're, uh, Tottenham at home, it's uh, it's a brilliant tie." So I wasn't actually watching it with the family. Um, and Kane rings me uh, all excited, and obviously he's a uh, dad. We've got Tottenham. Um, and if I'm honest, Matt, the phone hasn't stopped. You know. So. <laughs> Uh, it's great. Um, there's, uh, so everyone who's texting me, please remember, you can't have tickets. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no fans allowed in. So uh, I think everyone's trying their luck. Um, but what a fantastic tie for for us, you know, for a club like Wickham Wanderers. Again, to be in round four. Um, I'm so proud and so honoured to have led them again into round four for the third time in their history. And ironically, you get this same team we got last time. Um, it's going to be awesome. You know, Jose Mourinho obviously is... Uh, He's a huge, huge manager, you know, and, and what, what a manager, what a guy. Um, it'll be an absolute honour to, to manage against him and uh, and hopefully coming to Wickham, it'll be, it'll be a bit tougher than it will be at home. Yeah, there'll be so many eyes on the dugouts for that game. Uh, you and your, in your leather jacket, if that's the way you choose to go again, and, and Jose, but also, and you probably won't know this, Gaffer, that's due to be Richard Dobson's 500th game uh, in his role oh. as assistant manager. Uh, against Spurs, it couldn't be written in the script any better, could it? Ah, oh, that's fantastic for Dobbo. You know, obviously my right-hand man, and uh, and we go way back. You know, he's uh, he had a handful of games with Gary before I took over, and uh, and yeah, if that's his 500th, that's brilliant. You know, he's uh, I say we've had some we've had some big moments together. You know, we were talking about this the other day. You know, Turkey and and then Wembley, and um, you know um, Chesterfield, and then Wembley again. You know, we've had some real pivotal moments in uh, in our managerial career together, and. Uh, and again, Spurs back in the day was one of them. Four three. We thought we had a draw. We thought we were bringing them back to Wickham at three uh, three. But um, we'll have to make sure this time we uh, we get the job done. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying we can do the job. I'm saying it's going to be a fantastic game. 
really looking forward to it. And I'm sure Double is actually spoke to Double and we're both, you know, we're both relishing it. We think it'll it'll pick the lads up. We think that everyone's going to be on it to play in that game and get themselves in the team for that game, which is great because we've got two huge games now in QPR and Sheffield Wednesday to uh, to build up to the Tottenham game. So um, really looking forward to the week. Looking forward to going in tomorrow. Um and also looking forward to my phone stop buzzing. <laughs> Talk us through your memories of that game back in 2017. It must have been one of the proudest moments in defeat that you've ever experienced. Yeah, do you know, I'm always proud. And win, lose, or draw, I'm always proud to be the working boss. And I think that that's, uh, that's a strength I've got. That um, I'm never one that will think, oh, I wish I didn't have this job or I'm disappointed with the boys or the club because everyone's always giving me their best. You know, that's my mantra and, and they always give me their best and look at myself. Sometimes it's not good enough for me. If, if that is their best, you know, I've got to look at that. But um, that day especially, you know, um, I think it was a, a real big moment to show how far we, we have come as a club, you know, to, to take the Tottenham team all the way, really. You know, it was a, it was a brilliant day. Um, Hazy's early goals, you know, the penalty and, and Woody going down and, and, and then Tomo, you know, Miles Weston and Tomo combining for that goal. Um, was it the 87th minute? I think was, uh, was just unbelievable. And that took us to 3 2. <laughs> I remember actually turning to Double saying, we might, we may, at the worst, we might have a replay or at the best, we could have an unbelievable shock. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, mishap at the back and, and, um, couldn't have gone to a worse play and, and Dele Alli, I think it was, wasn't it? And, uh, mm. and um, you know, you know the, was it Son who scored the... It was, yeah. Yeah, 97th minute or whatever it was, yeah. And probably back then, Son wasn't as unbelievable as he is now. He's, he's you know, possibly the, the, one of the best players in the Premier League. Definitely top five, you know. And, and, and back then, he's probably finding his feet a little bit more than he is now and... Wow. Um, so to go down to a song goal in the, in the 97th minute wasn't too bad. Uh, the fans were fantastic. I mean, what a day. What an absolute day. You know, it was, uh, it was awesome. And um, I'm going to enjoy this one just as much. You know, that's what it's there for. That's what football's there for. I wish the fans were allowed in. I really do because it would be sold out. We could sell it out three times over, I'm sure. But um, it's not going to be there. But I'm sure they'll all be watching on uh, hopefully television. Um, there's a lot of history there in, in this tie now. And... Uh, and we'll see what we can do. And finally, that day in 2017, you formed a good bond with Mauricio Pochettino. Um, obviously, this time around, it's Jose who, before your time, led Chelsea to Adams Park in the 07 uh, League Cup semi-final. Uh, what a guy to be uh, coming to Adams Park. The dugouts have improved a bit since his last visit. Uh, it'll get a comfier seat. Um, but it must be a proud moment for you coming up against uh, one of the greatest managers this country's seen. Without a doubt. You know, you, you, uh, you look at Jose Mourinho and, and, and what he's achieved in the game. Uh, and it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Huge, huge respect for him. Um, and I know he'll come wanting to win the game. Um, and hopefully we can, we can be competitive in that game because we've been competitive in most games this season. And when we're on it, we're a difficult team to play against. But, um, yeah, just like I say, to be on, on a par with someone like Mourinho managing against him. It's another moment in my career that I won't forget, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can give a good account of ourselves that day. Looking forward to it, but first of all, got a lot to prepare for this week, and uh, we'll be back in tomorrow preparing for QPR on Saturday. Now. Absolutely, and we'll let you go there. You've got some messages to respond to, um, but no, congratulations again for Saturday. Uh, bring on QPR, bring on Sheffield Wednesday, and then bring on Spurs.
Well, it was well worth the win now, wasn't it? I was, I'm really pleased we, uh, we got through to the next round and uh, cracking performance as well. Um, my only headache now is everyone's going to be wanting to play in these games. So I can only pick 11. I wish we could pick more. Um, but whatever team goes out, I'm sure they'll give a good account of Wickham Wanderers. Proud to be the manager and uh, keep the faith, guys. We've got time. We've got more. We've got time for more, Gareth. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I did wonder the fact that, that Matt Cecil suddenly popped up straight after the ad break. Uh, but yeah, we haven't got too long, have we? Uh, so, so now that wasn't can, why we did it. No, we can now hear basically parts two of Gareth's reaction to the Spurs uh, draw, and also uh, him previewing the QPR game. Trying to tune into the radio uh, on via my phone through the internet, and uh, um, believe it or not, the. The, I got the, the dreaded no signal and the little uh, circle <laughs> repeating itself as as the draw was happening and I kept getting sporadic names of teams and I heard Wickham Wanderers uh, and then the signal sort of came back and they started talking about Wickham Spurs uh, or Spurs Wickham and I was like well w- which way around is this I don't know I, was, I knew we had Tottenham so I was elated with that but I didn't know which way around it was and, and then to find out it was home my, my dad actually called me and uh, on the walk and uh, he said oh you've got him at home this time so that was my FA Cup draw with, uh, and then my boy um, Kane not Harry Kane by the way uh, my, my Kane <laughs> he, uh, he rang up and said uh, and said dad we've got Tottenham again but this time we're at home so um, verified obviously everything that uh, I mean fantastic draw you know to, to be in the fourth round again and to get Spurs you know Football does chuck up these ironies, doesn't it? And uh, and and it's awesome. Um, can't wait for it. But um, again, I've got to make sure we're all focused to keep you out this weekend because that's the big one, really. Uh, the cup run would be magnificent. And if you say I'm going to win the FA Cup, yeah, uh, the, the cup's everything. But um, I'd rather stay in the Championship than uh, than anything. So this this weekend's huge. Tottenham's brilliant. Looking forward to that one. But um, yeah, totally focused on going back to Loftus Road, which is a big moment for me as well. So. Uh, yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, of course. I mean, you you are a complete hero at Loftus Road, uh, not least because of, of the Gene Simmons um, uh, uh, dressing up um, during lockdown, where where you you took part in a quiz dressed up as as Gene, uh, which I know uh, I've, got, I've got various QPR fans who are friends, and they all said that that was absolutely legendary. Um, and you know, and you, you you had such a fantastic career at QPR. You are held in very very high esteem there. I loved it there. You know, honestly, it was. Uh the club means a lot to me it's, it's the club I'm probably most known for playing wise and, and it was home for a good uh, seven or eight years you know and uh, some of the friends and, and and relationships I had with with the players the staff the fans there you know just would last forever um, and some of the you know the greatest moments in my playing career were were QPR you know Sheffield Wednesday away when we got promoted to Hillsbury that was, that was just an awesome day and and some some real iconic moments, uh, you know, being top of the championship for a period of time, and and just survivals on the last day. You know, I broke my leg against Luton and tried to run run that off because the game was so important. And and just little moments like that was uh, will stick with me forever. Um, what a camaraderie, what a spirit we had there. But I have to say, um, what we've got here is is absolute on a par you know if not better the, the boys here and uh, and the spirit we have for such a small club to be going to Loftus Road to be competing in the championship for, for points that could keep us in the championship is, is just brilliant and the boys will be reminded very very strongly of uh, of the importance of this game because we haven't got a, a league game after this for two weeks you know and uh, and so to get some points on the board at this stage will be will be great and we firm, firmly believe we can do it after 
the last three games, you know, the two wins we've had, the performance against Preston, the performance against Cardiff. Okay, Middlesbrough did us because they're a very strong team. I think will be in the playoffs, but um, no positive going into this weekend. Now, just hope we can get everyone fit, everyone free of uh, of the COVID uh, virus and everyone injury free, and 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 have a strong team out because that'll be important for this weekend. Is the postponement against Sheffield Wednesday is that a good thing because it does give you another week now now off, or is that a bad thing because clearly you've got to then fit that fixture in somewhere towards the end of the season? Yeah, it's a bit of both, Bob. You know, honestly, it's, it really. We're, we're in a good place at the moment and it would have been nice to have played that game but um, obviously they've had um, they've had some issues with the virus and called it off my, my my only thing is that there's no you know there's a lot of games getting called off now we're, this is our first one where we've been affected but there's there doesn't seem to be any steady criteria of, of what constitutes a game being off you know it's uh, it's a real worry Um just a bit more guidance really and uh, and a bit more knowledge about everything would be from from, from wherever uh, I think is important I think clubs are crying out for that a little bit because we're doing absolute utmost here at Wickham to, to keep everything safe and everything well and you know it, it, yeah, it's, uh, even even us have, have you know, not been totally clear of everything but um, yeah, we, 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 we're just uh, it's a, just a real funny situation at the moment you know there's I seem to put on the TV every day and there's another game off for, because of COVID or another two games off and, and it's uh, it's worrying. It is worrying. So um, just um, hoping everyone's safe and well, that's the important thing. But um, it does disrupt things and we have to we have to fit that game in somewhere else down the season. Is is the, you know, is the pandemic going to be worse? Is it going to be better? Are we going to get that game in? What was going to happen? It's uh, it's a little bit um, up in the air at the moment and, uh, and it's, uh, it's tough for everyone. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, we've had a few managers already now question whether actually morally football should be continuing. I think from a fan's point of view, and this is speaking very much as a fan, you know, it is fantastic because it does lift morale. But at the same time, on the flip side, clearly the the COVID situation, even here in South Bucks, is currently, you know, really, really bad. Yeah, and, and you know, Bob, if you can, if you can connect anyone's, uh, anyone losing anyone through... Um you know, contact, and if that leads back to football in any way, then one life is too many. You know, so it's it's a real knife edge situation. I, you know, I'm just hoping that we can get through this together. If football's helping people's spirits, absolutely fantastic. But we've got to be safe as well. It's really important. You know, it's uh, as I've said for many, many a year. Football's not the most important thing in the world, and uh, and that's, uh, that's certainly something I'll I'll stand firm with. And I think, again, that brings us then back to the Spurs game. Um, I, I know that, that even here at Wickham Sound, we've already had a few people ringing us up saying, do we know whether we can get tickets? Uh, clearly, that, no, we, we don't, incidentally, if you're listening and wanting to ring us. We, ha- we haven't got any tickets. Um, and also, very much, that actually the best thing you can do to support Wickham Wanderers on the day, whenever it is that we play Spurs, is to be cheering them on at home, is not to be going along to Adams Park and, and repeating the scenes. And you could understand why you could see the, those fans outside the Marine ground when, when they played there but we don't want to see that at Adams Park because we want to keep everyone safe. Yeah, everyone's safety is so important. You know, there's probably not as many accessible viewing areas at Wickham than there was at Red Marine, but you, again, you can understand those people. You know, yeah. they, they love their game. It's the, the, the when the Marine ever going to play Tottenham Hotspur again, you know? So you do understand it, but again, there's got to be some uh, some sense and, and like I say, it's, until somebody actually loses somebody that they know or somebody's close to them, I think it's uh, it doesn't, 
really hit home for some people, but for many it does, and, and many are doing it really well, and many are following the rules, and I, I take my hat off to them. You know, we're doing exactly the same. I've actually got a mask on talking to you now because I'm, I'm with one other person in a huge room, and we're, we're well apart, you know, but it's still you've got to do the right things because, um, yeah, it's football's uh, not the most important thing, but obviously these games are, you know, and, and please cheer us on from home. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't envision any any way there'll be tickets or any way they'll be crowding for this uh, Tottenham game. But get get uh, get behind the screens, get behind us like you did in uh, in the playoff final, and uh, and you never know, you never never know. It'd just be like Wickham to do it with no fans there. <laughs> Going back to Saturday, it was a fantastic performance. One of those performances I very much felt that had been coming as someone who's seen pretty much all the games this, this season. You know, you, you just felt that yes, we we were going to to hand out a, a decent thrashing to to a team. Uh, it must be really good for you as well. That actually, I know you've mentioned a few times this season about finding an alternative to just relying on Bayo. That you've now got Uchi and you've got Admiral, and they looked brilliant on Saturday. Yeah, both of those played really well, and Josh Knight signing again his loan is very important. Obviously, got his goal. So there's uh, there's some fantastic performances of people coming into the team as well. But I, I think you're right. I think it culminated. It was culmination of of many a performance and and many a close call of of putting a few goals past the team. You know, I know Preston might have lost one or two before kick off again due to the virus. You know, which obviously weakens teams and. Uh, but we 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 uh, we know they're a strong side and we know they've got depth. So to go out there and and do what we did, I thought was brilliant. Real confidence boost for the boys. And uh, my biggest thing, you know, is team selection. We've got a, we've got, a, we've got a, some real players jumping at the bit now that um, deserve to be so as well. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying to trying to work out the best eleven to go out there in the next few games. But um, the Tottenham game definitely gives us. Um, a bounce and, and hopefully people will want to be playing in that game even though it's the cup and it, you know it's, it's a different competition they'll want to be in that team so they'll be giving everything in, in the next game it was going to be the next couple of games but like you said the Sheffield Wednesday game has been called off so uh, we've got one more game I want to win it because we haven't got a league game then for two weeks and uh, and I don't want to be uh, I don't want the gap to be getting bigger than it needs to be we, we need to keep on these coattails because I still think there's a special end to the season. And going into now what is the second half of the season, you've already played all the 23 teams, you've got to play them obviously all again. Uh, it's very noticeable, and uh, being a bit of a stats nerd, as I think Pete Kuhig would say, I have been through and looked at the teams that have been in the bottom uh, at the halfway point. It's very noticeable that actually they always pick up more than double the, the amount of points in the second half of the season. You look at teams like Luton and Barnsley last year who looked like they were pretty much gone at this stage and they survived. So that must give you and the players so much hope going into that second half. Absolutely, you know, and, and we need to do that. Don't make no bones about that. We need to pick up more than double than we have. Um, I think that the target's going to be in the 40s somewhere, uh, and there's no reason we can't get it. You know, there's still mutterings of financial difficulties in some clubs as well, but um, we, we want to do it by merit. We want to do it by outright, and everyone, no, no more points deducted. Let's do it on merit. Um, and uh, and I believe I've got the squad to do that. You know, keep everyone fit, keep everyone free from the, the illness, and uh, and I'm sure we we'll give it a, a real good go. This Saturday will be important. The points are, the points are going to be there to be taken. They've obviously Charlie Austin and then Charlie Austin bounce that they'll probably have. But again, we've got some good players, like you say, Admiral, fantastic Josh. Uh, Josh coming back was brilliant. Um, Jason McCarthy had a great game. You know, I mean, there's there's so many I could point out. So. I'm looking forward to now um, getting my teeth into team selection, getting my teeth into 
preparation this Thursday, Friday and, uh, and seeing what we can do at Loftus Road on Saturday. So this seems like a good time to be playing QPR, doesn't it? Apart from the, the Charlie Austin bounce. Yes, it really does. And as I said earlier on, we, we've got to beat them. If we're going to survive, QPR, a team who have struggled, who are you know down our end of the table, this is a must win. Fingers crossed for a win then. Join us next week and we'll be chatting to former Wickham Wanderer striker Kim Casey and of course building up to the Monday night fourth round tie in the FA Cup between Wickham Wanderers and Tottenham Hotspur on Monday evening. Make sure you don't miss it. Uh, do check out the podcast if you just tuned in and thought, oh, this sounds like a good programme. I'd like to hear more of this. There's plenty of Gareth on offer. Uh, DK's on the way next here at Wickham Sound.